Hello everyone, welcome to this new episode of the Frist Fraud Leadership Series. Today we have a very interesting conversation about uh, investigations and fact-finding. We have two very special guests on the table with years of experience, and uh, we can call them both subject matter experts. And, uh, my right hand, your left, we have uh, Tommy Hansen, who is working for the Danish Insurance Association in the Crime Office. And on my left, right for you, we have Simon Stadegaard, who is working uh, at Fris. And um, well, both gentlemen, as you have uh, a very long history in finding the facts, maybe, uh, Tommy, starting with you, could you tell a bit about uh, uh, how investigations changed over the years? Well, for one thing, people have become more innovative, I would say. They become, they show more ingenuity in when, when, they, when they commit fraud. We see uh, sometimes more planned fraud than, than fraud <clears throat> happening from a real incident. So that if, if you take like uh, what we, we call padding a claim to putting extra on, that would always, almost always happen as a consequence of a real incident. So if, if your car got hit or you hit a tree or something, your cat ran out, something that already happened, and then they exaggerate the claim. That's what we call padding. Mm -hmm. But now we see a trend, at least uh, in, in Denmark, that, that there are more pre-planned fraud. Fraud uh, comprising of things that never happen. So they will, <clears throat> uh, somebody will stage an accident or they will stage uh, a burglary and, and they will submit a long list of items that they would like to have replaced that maybe have not been stolen or they never owned in the first place. But it, it's, we see more planned fraud yeah. in Denmark. <clears throat> Uh, I agree. That's not only Denmark, mm. because we see that in a lot of countries. That's uh, a kind of evolving of the maturity of the fraudster, something yeah. like that. And that's that's right. That's what we see. And then how would that come? Is, is there something going on that, that makes people commit fraud easier or think ahead a bit? Mm. Yeah, technology it's a, it's a combination of factors, because you have, if, if, if uh, some people think that if, if you take the normal, uh, the fraud triangle, there have to be some, 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 <clears throat> some, uh, some things in play that they have to have the, uh, the, the, the will to do it. They have to have the opportunity. Uh, there has to be a window. To, 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 to commit the fraud in, and they have uh, <clears throat> uh, to, to be able to, to themselves to rationalize why this is, this, this is I will, I, I'm owed this money by the insurance company because they are rich uh, and, 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 and it's insurance crime, and I think Simon will agree with me, insurance crime is seen as not stealing money from other people, it's stealing monopoly money or whatever people think that's from big companies who are so rich they'll never notice so once they've rationalized their way in in into we're, we're going to I'm going to commit crime I, I look for where can I where can I commit my crime and if, if there's if there's a perceived lack of what uh, we, we could call capable guardians if there are not enough stop 
blocks or 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 traps or whatever you can call it to catch a, a, a fraudster, then he or she will go that way and and commit fraud in that area. So what and also what Simon and what you do is is you in you enhance the capabilities of these guardians so that the, the more the better. Uh, the better armed they are, uh, the, the the better we are forewarned. That's to say, we can we have more checks in, in place and can catch these people. And the knowledge of that, that a, a company has a good uh, checks, if you could call them that, or, or they have a, a good um, <clears throat> anti-fraud program, that keeps people from committing fraud or they might consider it and then they weigh the risks and everything and say, no, it's not worth that. And well, then maybe still, if we're lucky, they'll go somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's about the rationalization. I think that is an interesting, and maybe you can tap into that, Simon, that um, is there something wrong then with the image of the insurance company? Is, is there something that they should I let, 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 let the world know that they do something about protecting the honest customer, so to say? Or? I think, uh, as you already mentioned, uh, uh, it's it's invisible. It's not a, a clear person. It's yeah. anonymous. So that's that's one. Two, the image of an insurance company is that they always take money, and uh, that if something happens, there are always problems, uh, and they never want to pay anything. Mm -hmm. So that's that's the mm -hmm. the, the image. The, 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 I don't think it's it's correct, but it's the image that a lot of people have from insurance companies, and they're rich. So, well, I think that are some really good ingredients for a fraudster to rationalize, as you said, yeah. uh, to commit fraud. Mm -hmm. many many people have <clears throat> many people have this as Simon says, it's like almost cartoon image of, of, a, of an insurance company with Uncle Scrooge sitting on a pile of money just raking in and when he has to give out 25 cents he's crying all the way. This is not like that. It's never been like that. If, if, if at least from from where I see, if, if, the, if a claimant has a valid claim, the claimant should have their money, no questions asked. But again, we have to watch out for the, all the honest customers because insurance is a collective. Everybody pays. And if, if we let crime, uh, insurance crime or insurance fraud go on, uh, the, the, it, the losses will be added to the premium of normal people. And this is, those are the ones we, we, we we're trying to protect. And, and, and maybe we could be more proactive in going out and saying that we are actively combating fraud. This is what we do, uh, advertise more when we catch fraudsters and say that uh, not like in America, put them on the front page with pictures mm -hmm. and everything, but maybe be, be a little more forward in the press and say like that. Last year, company A, uh, company B discovered fraud for so many millions of, of, of euros, and thus we saved that for all the honest honest claimants. And we could we could maybe be a little more proactive on that on that yeah. account. Yeah, I think in fighting fraud, it's uh, most of the time it's related to uh, fraud within the claim. Mm -hmm. So uh, uh, an existing customer files in a claim and commits fraud, and that's something that uh, appears, that's lining up. 
Mm-hmm. I think it should be good uh, to to have more focus on preventing prevention, so preventing fraud, and that is when uh, a customer enters your uh, your books, for instance, uh, when a customer wants to insure uh, new items, uh, mm-hmm. new cars, or whatever. So that's I think that's the moment yes. that you are able to uh, to prevent fraud. <clears throat> if we can <clears throat> if we can stop people not stop them but we can check them at the door and say when they when they enter our our businesses we can say that it looking at uh, with with the systems that we have today looking at probability looking at statistic looking at our own within the company past experiences we can put up patterns that say that if a person uh, fits this pattern uh, uh, <clears throat> to, to without bias, but you know, just cold, clear facts. If this person fits this pattern, there's a probability in varying degrees that this person could, in the future, commit fraud. And then we can we we don't. We, we can't, some, in some insurance instances, we can't deny insurance because it's law. We have to say yes. Yeah. But we can put, uh, we can keep an extra eye on this person. So that, that and if people know that, again, if we, if we advertise this openly, it says this is, this is what you, you, it is to be a capable guardian. And then they say, okay, maybe then, again, they will go somewhere else. I know that's just exporting the problem, but, but then uh, if, if everybody was doing the same thing, uh, people would maybe think twice before trying to commit fraud. Then, then again, the, the vast majority, of course, of those, those customers and those policy requests would be sincere. Uh, Persons. Yeah. Um, what, what what can an insurance company, for instance, do to uh, get to know them? I mean, more and more is going digital nowadays. It's harder to see the face behind the oh, yeah. request. Um, yeah. But but you don't want to uh, burden people with a with a very complicated process because then we'll, they will go shop somewhere else. Yes. As well. yeah. It has to be simple and it has to be linear, and and but we can put. We can train not only people, but we can also train uh, machines or computers, such as AI, uh, to 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 recognize certain patterns in 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 uh, like we talked about earlier today. That if if a person has uh, a new or fairly new uh, insurance, uh, we can see if that person have looked up the type of claim that that he or she is submitting, if they did that a week before it happened, there's something mm-hmm. wrong. So we, we, can, we can teach machines to do a lot of things. Uh, and, and, and then they can, they can learn every time. It still needs a human being to correct them, saying that if, if the machine <clears throat> has checked, like uh, in a claim, check these five things, and it and it, it it pings out on two, and says this is why you, as an investigator, should look at these two things. You can say that yes, but these two things uh, are not valid for this client. But the third thing is that you, you the machine didn't mm-hmm. think of, and then next time the machine looks, it looks for six things or seven yeah. things because they evolve the whole time. Yeah. And this is what this is where we as humans come in. They're only as smart as we make them. And, yeah. and I think that's also quite important that you mentioned it because it's 
sometimes people are afraid that they will lose their jobs because of these types of technology that can support them. And I think that at that time you would agree on that, that it's uh, the technology is there to support the experience of the, uh, the investigators yeah. or, or the underwriters or the claim. Uh, yeah, uh, support the members of the insurance company. Mm-hmm. If it's an underwriter or a uh, claim handler or an investigator, it's just supporting them. And I think uh, some of the work will be very much more interesting because the, the daily routine is done by a machine. Mm-hmm. So when only the interesting things, they will pop up. And they have to be investigated. They have to. Be, yes. Uh, people have to look at it. Okay. So you need uh, qualified and skilled people to do that kind of interesting work. Mm-hmm. And so. it, it will always also mean that the the, the claimant, the, the insurance customer, will see it as a, uh, a quicker response from the insurance companies that the claimant claims are handled quicker if you have automated intelligence doing it. And we say that if it's, if it's a claim that falls in within all norms, you should have your money in so very short time and, mm-hmm. and no questions asked. If it, if, it, if it then, if there are parameters within the claim that says this needs to be looked at, like Simon says, it will be sent on to someone who's who's trained to look at it, and if they say no, this is this is above my head, and the and and the machine agrees with me, they bounce it up to the SIUs, and the SIUs will go into that case. But that that is a a that's very few cases every year if you if you count the total mass of uh, of fraud. So so mm-hmm. it's you know the total mass of claims. Sorry. Uh, so it's it's it's. There's still the vast majority of 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 the of the insurance um, customers will not even notice that it's there. They'll just notice it. It's, it's a quicker. Uh, you you don't have to talk to so many people. Yeah, so so basically, the only thing they should notice is a is a, a frictionless customer experience or yes. journey in that sense. It's yeah. it's it's, it's a, it, 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 I think, on the long run, it will it will give a, a, the average uh, consumer and the average insurance customer a better experience, uh, more positive experience because it it it's if you if you go away from manual claims handling of everything, like Simon said, uh, like <clears throat> small, small claims that are easily to, but they still take 15 minutes. And there are only so many 15 minutes in a day mm-hmm. for a, any given claims handler. So with with, uh, with AI, they can do this a lot quicker. And we already have that in place today in some, in some insurance companies. If you, if you have your bike stolen here, for instance, in, 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 in the Netherlands, you report the bike stolen on the, on the internet to your insurance company. You, you put the police file number on there and it's good to go. And if there's nothing wrong, you should have your money tomorrow. Best case. And that's an easy, if you know, that's good. That's good insurance. That's what you like. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> that's what you like. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So maybe maybe to, to round it off a bit, um, as much as you like doing investigations, so can, can I summarize this, that, that um, preventing insurance investigations is more important than running the actual investigations. And if you have the technology in place to yes. work with the underwriters and the adjusters that um, to, to flag uh, the bad and then pass the good, and that, it, that it's 
more worth for you to, to really dive into those cases that matter? I think, I don't know about what you think, Simon, but I think that it's always better to prevent, to, to say that if we stop it from ever happening, it's not that we'll ever make an SIU department or investigators redundant. That will not happen because this, this is an unlikely scenario. There will always be some sort of fraud. Mm -hmm. But the more we can mitigate it from the beginning to say that we, can, we, have, we have so many stops, warnings, and what, what have you in place that people will or refrain from doing fraud, then we only have the hardcore fraudsters left. And for them, we still need to do investigations. And we will still have to do investigations in, in the field, so to say. Mm -hmm. uh, that, that, uh, that, that will never end, I think. And then you have the time to, to really focus on those, those finding effects for those hardcore cases. You can, cases. You can, yeah. you can, you can mm -hmm. also, uh, you can then <clears throat> apply more manpower uh, to, to this and, and sometimes like uh, uh, you said two, two brains are better than one uh, and, and, and because of the AI you have you've gone away with the vast majority of the, of the small cases and you can concentrate on the, on the, on the bigger more complicated mm -hmm. ones. Yeah, I fully agree. That's that's right, because I think it's it's much more interesting to uh, to get cases that are uh, well prepared. Uh, uh, if all the information is there, so you can start uh, real quickly yes. with uh, a thorough investigation. Yeah. So. Uh. Well, that's nice, and uh, I'd like to uh, thank you both, Simon. Thank you for your time, Tommy. Thanks for You're coming welcome. over to uh, to our headquarters and uh, to have this conversation. And. Uh, Fraud people, I hope you enjoyed listening and uh, stay tuned for our next Fraud Leadership Series. Thank you. Okay.